A habit is something you do without thinking about it, and every good leader has good habits. According to Luke chapter 4, the verse 16, we ought to have good habits just like Jesus who loved going to church regularly. For more of this message, join Apostle Raymond Tamaklo for the teachings on the power of habits and developing good habits. Now, the message. Father, we thank you this morning. We have come to honor you by hallowing your day. This is your day. It is the day you set aside that we must seek you and dwell on you. And even as we do that, Lord, we ask that you will bless our hearts, bless our minds, and you bless everything we touch. The year 2023, may we see your glory even as we seek your face in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 Please have your seats. <laughs> Amen. It is wonderful to be here. Um, this is more like a real first Sunday service. Um, the other one, we didn't have the service because of the journey we were on, which is anachinosis. And uh, now they're wondering, what is that? <laughs> And the fact that leading to the Sunday, we had to pray for 24 hours um, leading to that Sunday morning. So this is formally our first Sunday, um, which I'm also going to use to um, stress on the theme for the year. Amen. Um, Let's appreciate our pastors, Pastor Edwin. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Let's appreciate our people, Burial. Let's appreciate our Pilisa. Amen. It is wonderful to love and to cherish pastors. The world may hate pastors, but you must love and then you must honestly cherish the gifts that God gives to us. Amen. Um, it's, but I've also realized that my pastors are not nice people. Um, um, the reason I say that is because I, I had 
the songs they are enjoying. And they are not telling me at all. Yes. Um, Emily, come. You come and sing the song you sang. Before I go into the teaching. Now, I realized that they were assuming your song. The song she sang. They didn't like the message of the song. So, they were pretending, ah, what is she singing? No problem. This is our church. We'll hear the song again. So, I'm going to hear, she's going to sing this song. And then, when I finish teaching, Favor will sing the other one. Now, there are about four Sundays in a month. Sometimes, if we're lucky, we get five. This song, this one by, um, that Emily is going to sing, every month at least must be sung in our churches once. Yes. Now, you, you may not understand, but after I finish teaching you, you will understand why I'm asking her to sing the song again. Now, for those of you who are very suspicious, it's not that I told her to sing the song. Do you understand? Yes. It's not like, oh, um, behind the scenes, Apostle has told, go and sing this song. No. Um, the song is in tangent with what I'm coming to teach. Yes, I believe so. And she sang it with enough passion and soul. Those of you who are not into passion and souls, Pastor, do what? Amen. And so some of you, when you see somebody pouring themselves out, you're like, Kwani. Kwani Nini, Nini. What is that? Yeah. We, we are into passion. Do you understand? Yes, we are into expressions. Yes. So we are into emotions. Some of you, you pretend you are not into emotions. So, I want her to sing this song again. If you like Put your nose in the clouds. As for the song, she will sing it and you will hear the words of the song. Do you understand? And this will set in motion what kind of a church we are going to build from this time forth. Yes. All right. So, Emily, sing it for me. Come, come, stand here. Don't be afraid of anybody. <laughs> Don't let them frighten you at all. Yes.
For my Bible, not talking to people without talking to God. my Bible. What is the first thing that I do when I wake up in the morning? Thank you, Lord, for all the things you've done for me. Pretending they don't understand the song. What is the first thing that I do?
First message for the new year is entitled The Power of Habits and Developing Good Habits. It's gonna be hot. <laughs> yes. Under the year of leadership, leading others. I lead myself. I want us to know the power of habits and developing good habits. Amen. Now, a habit is something you do without thinking about it. Yes. Something you do without thinking about it or intending to do it. Amen? Yes. Something you do without thinking about it. It's like the thing becomes part of your reflexes. Do you get it? You just do it. You don't like, it's not like you plan and plan, then you do it. Do you get it? You just do it and you realize, ah, I've done this. Do you get it? And every good leader has good habits. It's going to be hot. Pastor, you can't force us to be leaders. That is why you will be a non-achiever in life. I'm still waiting. It's too light. And not everybody is supposed to be a leader. How about leading yourself? Let, let's start from there. <laughs> you see, I spared you the first Sunday. Do you understand? I said, let me, let me take my time and I come back to you. And, oh, and by the way, the, hey, the people praying against me. Um, from next week, we are fasting. Yeah. 
if you like, you just return. If you like, live again. We are fasting. We are doing 14 days mountain top experience. Yes. 14 days mountain top experience. Yes. If you like, you can live again. But we're doing 14 days prayer and fasting from the 15th to the 29th of this our year fast. This is the first fasting of the year. And I'm not going to force you if you like fast. We're going to have prayer uh, twice a day. Um, the morning prayers is called morning glow. We're going to have it at 5.30 to 7.30. If you want to rush to work, you rush to work after that. And then the evening is 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. Then we break the fast on fruits. Amen. So we're doing 14 days to start the year. Amen. Yes, 14 days to start the year. And this year is going to be wild. Do you understand? We have done 24 hours prayer. I don't feel that it is enough. Yes, so I'm going to do another 24 hours. And then we're going right from the 24 hours, we're going to do 12 hours. Do you understand? And then if it's still not enough, within we'll just do another six hours. Do you understand? So 24 plus 12 and then plus 6. You do the maths. Yes. If we, Listen, I, I know what I'm looking for. Yeah. You may not know, but I know what I'm looking for. We're going to pray this year until revival breaks out in the church. We're going to pray until some of you become real Christians. Yes. The truth of the matter is some of you, you are not real Christians. Yeah. You know? The song Emily sang, I kneel down right by my bedside. You can't kneel by your bedside because you fornicate on it. And when you decide to kneel by the bedside, you start seeing images. Mm, no. Let me go down. Let me go to the hall and pray rather. You get the point now? We're going to pray until some of you are real Christians in this church. Amen? Yeah. Some of you, I, we know, you, and you know it yourself. That you are not a real Christian. You claim to be one, but you're not. Amen? So we're going to have 14 days um, mountain top experience. Amen? And um, this year we're going to have a lot of prayer times. Yes, where we are just in God's presence. And we're praying. And this year we're going to pray until lives are transformed. Amen. Destinies are changed. 
Yes, this will be a good time to look for another church. Yes, if you are not interested in, this will be a very good time. Yes, and if you need a recommendation for another church, please come and ask me. Yes, I will gladly recommend another pastor to you and another church to you. Yes, but this year is going to be brutal. Yes, I'm talking in terms of our spiritual investment. Yes, it's going to be, in fact, those who have been in this church for many years will admit that they've not seen and experienced a year like 2023. At least that should tell you what is coming. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we finished. I thought 24 hours was going to be hard. We finished and I'm like, ah, we finished. I didn't like that it finished. So I'm coming to revenge again. Yes. 24 hours. Yeah. 24 hours. Pray. You know. I was happy I saw a prophet friend of mine and um, he had gone to a certain church in Nigeria and he did a video and he said he was shocked at the fact that they were praying for 24 hours. You know, praying for 24 hours. And I'm like, yeah. I, I think now even God recognizes that we are one of his churches. Yes. For all of eternity, there is worship going on before the throne of God. God doesn't know what it feels like to cease worshiping, to cease praying. Because at the right hand of the Father, since Jesus went up into glory, he has, the Bible says, he ever lived to make intercession for us. So, there is prayer around the throne of God, and then there is worship around the throne of God for all of eternity. Ever since Jesus went back into eternity, there is an intercessor around the Father's throne and then there is worship around the Father's throne. However you choose to understand that, just take it for yourself, all right? Good. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So this year, we are going to attempt to emulate what happens in heaven. Right in the church of our Lord Jesus Christ. Yes. We're going to attempt it. And you will not say you've seen any year like this. Yeah. This year, all carnal church members will go to carnal churches. And all serious, good, maturing, and growing Christians will find this church a pleasurable place. Yeah. If you came here to find a fornicating partner, this year you won't like this church. Yes. You and your fornicating partner, you wouldn't like this church. You understand what I'm saying? Yes. But if you want to grow, 
and you want to become strong spiritually, do you understand? You will find this church one of the places you wouldn't like to be without. All right? Good. So, um, I almost forgot that. Um, so, you know, we're having our 14 days. Every year, is it that, like that's one of the good habits. You start the year with fasting. It's a good habit to start the year with fasting. And then you end the year with fasting. It's a good habit. Do you get it? Yeah. So you can't start the year eating and eating. And you have not made any spiritual investment. Then all throughout the year you are sickly. All throughout the year you say, oh my ulcers. You have even owned ulcers. Uh, my ulcers have come. All throughout the year. You understand? I have been fasting throughout my life. And I don't have ulcers. I don't know how ulcers feel like. You get it? And some of you, you eat and you eat and you eat and you eat and you still have ulcers. Growing up in West Africa, they made us believe that if you don't eat, when you should eat is when you get ulcers. When I came here, I realized it's not true. I don't know if it, I, I'm, I'm making sense. Back home, I was made to believe growing up that when you don't eat, do you understand? When you don't eat is when you get to have ulcers. Yes. But when I came here, I realized it's not true because eaters have ulcers. Eaters. I see that eaters have ulcers. So, I don't believe it. Yes. Either ulcers are spiritual things or I don't know. Because there are people who came to this church with ulcers and then the ulcers disappeared. Yes. So, either it's a spiritual disease. I don't know what it is. But I don't believe that it's when you don't eat that you have ulcers. Because people who eat morning, afternoon and eat in between the morning and the afternoon. And then they eat afternoon and then eat between... Uh, afternoon and the evening, they, they still have ulcers. Come on now. Hmm. Then they'll say, when I'm stressed, my ulcers come. We are going to stress you. <laughs> We're going to stress you. <laughs> so, we're going to have 14 days uh, mountaintop experience. Alright, so the power of Habits and developing good habits. Yes. And I said, a habit is what? Something that you do without thinking about it or intending to do it. Amen. And then every good leader has good habits. I want to, sh let me share with you two habits of Jesus. Number one. Pastor, you mean Jesus had good habits? Yes. One of the habits Jesus had when he was on the earth, number one, is going to church regularly. Going to church regularly. Jesus 
had a good habit of going to church regularly. Look for verse 16. Luke chapter 4, the verse 16. And he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up. Right? So Jesus, at this time, he had gone around the whole of Israel. He's in different places. And then one of the days, he came back to where he grew up. You understand? So let's say he came to, where did you grow up? Buruburu. Right? Yes, he grew up in Buruburu. So one day he came to Buruburu or he came to Kisumu where he had been brought up. He came to Machakos. All right? Where he has, every one of us have been brought up somewhere. Yes. I took my church members to where I was brought up. Yes. Every one of us have somewhere we've been brought up. Amen. So he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up. And look at it. As his custom was. What was his custom? His habit. As his habit was. He went into the synagogue and on the Sabbath day and stood up for to read. So as his custom was, this year is going to be hot. Even the preaching, you think we are fighting. Yeah, let me warn you. Even the teaching, you think we are fighting. As he, he's come to where he was brought up, right? And then the Bible said he had a custom. Give me the NLT. He had a custom. He had a habit. He had something he does without thinking about it. So he went as usual. So it's not strange. It's not something he's doing that is like foreign to Jesus. As usual. It means that every week... He went to church without thinking about it. It was his custom. It was his habit. So, he travels to his hometown. And as it was his custom, as it was usual with him, he could not forsake the house of God. So, he went to the synagogue, which is the church, on the Sabbath day and stood up to read the scriptures. You went away for one month. Today is the first time you are seeing the inside of a church. In about four to five Sundays, you have not sought the face of God because the reality is it is not your custom to prize going to the presence of God. It's not your custom. It's going to be hot. You know, you know it is your custom when the environment 
doesn't change what you do. I'm going to say it again. You are a Christian in Nairobi. You go to Kisumu for one week, you are backslided. It, Christianity is not your custom. I told you it's going to be hot. Are you listening to me? Many of us, depending on where we find ourselves, we do different things. So, you left home for the first time and you came to Nairobi for the first time. There is no mama, there is no papa. Then you see, freedom. Wow. You mean a man can be free like this? I mean, nobody told, tells me to wake up. Nobody comes shouting in my room. You mean, freedom is sweet like this. It will determine. You see, right there, we're going to see what your custom is. Because now the environment has changed. And those that lead you are not within your new environment. So what you do in this new environment without the presence of a father, without the presence of a mother, without the presence of a senior brother, without the presence of a senior sister is what will determine what was really your custom. That's why when some children leave home, they become miscreants. When some children leave home, they become deviants. When some children leave home, they become misfits. Because the most dangerous thing is to assume that, oh, you know, I'm a good boy. Daddy is around. I'm a good boy. He said, we'll know you are a real good boy. When daddy is not around. That's why people can sit in church. And you are teaching. And they give you the impression that. Yeah. 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 yeah oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. And then they walk out of church. And then they do the opposite. Of what the teaching is saying. And it doesn't matter what group they are in. They can be in the dancing stars. They can be in the film stars. They can be in the choir. But you see, they give you just an impression that, yeah. I get surprised when people leave church and what they become. I get surprised. I get surprised that you are now a prostitute. What changed? You only left church. That's what changed. What changed? You left church. What changed? You just left church. You left church, but has Christ left you? I'm t I, I told you, this year is going to be hot. You see, I, I will be proud that I once pastored you. Okay, wait. I pastored you for five years. And you left my church. I have a church member who is in another church somewhere. Right? But I am happy because when this, my church member, came 
to see me after she left the church. She told me how she ended up in another church and becoming a good support for the pastor. I'm proud of such a member. You can leave my church, but you are somewhere and what I have impacted you with and the teachings for the many years is still useful to the body of Christ. You sat here for five years, one month after leaving the church, you have opened a personal brothel. Boys wearing red shirt are coming out of your room. The yellow shirt ones are coming. The ones with white shirt are coming. The truth of the matter is, yes, you left church, but where did you leave Christ? I said, it's going to be hot. Jesus left familiar environment to an environment where, okay, I like the NLT. He said, his boyhood home. Boyhood home. Do you understand? Yes, like his, his, his real hood. His real hood was Madare. And by the grace of God, Charlie, the guy has now moved to Runda. Then one day he decides to go to the hood where he comes from. And then when he was there, he did what, what has become a habit in his life. As usual, he went to the church. The reason some of you leave familiar places is so that you can go and do things that nobody knows you. So for some of you, that's why you go to the village. Nobody knows you are an elder in the church in the city. knows you're an elder in a church in, in, in Nairobi. So now you go for three weeks and you have set up a Changa business. <laughs> Is it getting hot? This was his custom. What was his custom? To go to church. He went to church. Some people, if they live here, like uh, maybe career, their profession makes you change city. So you are here. Whilst you are here, you are a Love Springs member. And then now you, you, work, at, um, you work at Nyeri. Just that slight change. That I used to be in Nairobi. Was in Nairobi. I'm a member of Love Springs Church. Now you go to Nyeri to work. And once in Nyeri, you are like, thank you, God. On a day like this, I would have been in that church. Hey. And that pastor, he would teach 200 points. Hey, but thank you, Lord. Hey, now I can sleep. Hmm. Now I can take care of myself. Now, you mean you're coming to church is you not taking care of yourself. Now you are in an environment where you are not known. So now, let me take care of myself. So Sunday morning, you are sleeping. Oh, pastor, there's no church. Start another love springs. 
Are you listening to me? Start another church. Why? Because so much has been invested into you. You can't say, well, this is not something I wrote. This is the scriptures. He went to the village of Nazareth. His boyhood home. So perhaps he left many years ago. Do you understand? I believe for about 18 years he had never been to his home. Yes, because he's now in the, he's in the ministry. He's 30 years old. Watch this. And maybe the last time he was there was when he was 12 years old. Between this, the Bible is silent about the 18 years of the life of Jesus. Because the last you hear of him, he was 12 years. When he shows up and he goes into fasting, he's 30 years. Do you, do you understand? So possibly he's not been to his boyhood home for almost 18 years. Do, do you understand? So he now goes there for the first time in a long time. Then he says, there's something I always do. And even though I'm in a village, I'm going to do it. I'm going to go to church. So it was usual with Jesus. It wasn't a strange thing. And that's how you know that the thing was a habit. I will go to church no matter where I find myself. The Muslim has a habit of praying five times a day. The Muslim, so you know it, the guy is working. Happy Berry told me of an encounter she had. Her Uber driver was a Muslim and it was time for prayer. And the Muslim asked her, Please, would you mind if I stop the car for a few minutes to say my prayers? Of course, she's a pastor. She understands the value of prayer. She says, I don't mind. The guy gets up, goes to his boot, opens the boot, take out the water for ablution and all those. He's mad for prayer. And then he goes behind the car and faces the direction he's supposed to face, and he begins to pray by the wayside. There is a Christian here who doesn't have the habit of prayer. So even when they are in their car and prayer comes on, maybe somebody is praying in tongues. Instead of praying, they'll say, oh, let me change. Uh, where is Kiss FM? Kiss, Kiss, Kiss FM. Kiss, can, can you put it on Kiss FM? It's not your habit to pray. But an issue. It's not your habit to pray. So the moment prayer comes, you realize that, mm, this thing is going to change the atmosphere. Patanisho is going to change the atmosphere. So you switch over to something 
that will cause you to be more relaxed. Why? Because prayer is not a habit. It has to be a preaching message. So, um, which, which channel is that? Can you, can you change it to a uh, patani show? What is it, by the way? Oh, so you want to hear patani show? Yes. But you hear, Pastor, say, as I'm speaking to you right now, Jesus is on his way coming. Uh, Tafadali driver, uh, Patanisho. <laughs> because again, listening to preachings is not one of your habits. So to even say, let me hear what this pastor is teaching. Let me hear what this pastor is saying. No, no. Um, um, driver, um, Nataka Patanisho. Mm? Can you change the station to where there is Patanisho? Uh, ghetto radio. Pastor uh, Onajua, uh, frequency are ghetto radio. Mention the radio stations. Radio Jumbo. Mm? That's somebody who doesn't have a habit of listening to the word of God. Are you listening to me? Jesus had a habit. It was to go to church regularly. Some of you have come here today is to perform your religious duty to Jehovah. God, I've come to church. I'll come again December. So some of you, after you leave church today, we will not find you again. Maybe if we are lucky, June, you will come and see if we are, the rest of us are still alive. And then around December, we'll see how can you live your life without God and without the atmosphere where God lives. Yeah. So Jesus had the habit of going to church. Nobody forced Jesus to go to church. Uh -huh, I'm going to go there. Oh yeah, I'm going to go there. Oh, oh yeah, I'm going to go there. Yeah. This year, if you are a shepherd in this church, whether you are in Apache, whether you are in Mbakasi, this year, force nobody to come to church. Amen. You want to sleep on a Sunday morning? Tell me, I'll come and make coffee for you and tea for you so that after you, you sleep well. Yes. So that we can get rid of jokers in the church. You, you see, you can be deceived that you're, go, you're taking a group of people somewhere with you. They are not interested in going where you are taking them. I'm your shepherd and I'm telling you, force nobody, they, they want to put off their phone. Charlie, let them put it off forever. You want to sleep Sunday morning? Oh, no problem. Do you need help? Is your place hot? I'll come and find you. If your place is hot, please tell us. We'll even come and find you so that as we are finding you, you can comfortably sleep. Yes. 
Following Jesus, loving Jesus must be something you want to do. on a Sunday. Do you need transport to go to work? On a Sunday, no problem. Come, we'll give you. Yes. But don't worry. The day you also need the church and the day you also need a pastor and the day you also need a shepherd in your life, don't become bitter because we have realized how a joker you are. I told you it's going to be hot. When it comes to the things of God, it's a border. No, it's a border. Nobody forced Jesus to go to church. It was his custom. I've been saved for 20-something years. And I've served God equal, maybe one week behind, or a few days behind my salvation. Do you understand? And I can count how many times I have not been to church on a Sunday. And nobody bashed me. I got saved. And I started, listen, the people who got me to, you see, my mother's church was not a serious church. <laughs> she can't do anything now. <laughs> Wherever she is, she's powerless. Yeah? It was a Presbyterian church. I was born a Presbyterian. Yes. My father's family are Catholics. Yes. But I lean more on a Presbyterian side. I even went to a Presbyterian boys' school. So, I sang the hymn, the hymn, the Presbyterian hymn, all my life. Do, do you get it? But I wasn't saved though. But I didn't like my mother's church. I didn't like my mother's church because when they close church, they don't go home. Around the hood. You see that they go and do second service, church service. So like around a place like Landimawe, right? So you see somebody has entered a pub. Choir members, they are sitting down. Behind bottles of beer, guineas. They have come from catechists. Catechist has just given the final blessing. And I was a kid, and I was, I, I was 12, 13. I didn't like it. I loved the Sunday school. Me, I grew up in Sunday school. I learned scriptures in Sunday school. I acted in plays. I sang in Sunday school. I grew up in the church. But for some reason, I didn't like the church. Because of the after church activity. Because when we are now going home, when we are going home, my brothers, my siblings, or friends, you see all the grown up church members, they are entering. You wonder if the church is the one that set up the bars in the hood so that what they didn't give us offering, they collect it at the bar. Until. We lived in the same compound with a pastor. And one day he called me and he says, call your brothers. So I gathered some. He said, look, I'll give you a black and white television. Those days, that was, that was all there was. And he says, there's a pastor going to preach. 
Next week, Sunday, around 4.30, 5.30 p.m. And it's going to be broadcast on television. And I want you to gather children like yourselves to watch the pastor. So we started mobilizing people. I wasn't saved. I was only doing what the pastor told me to do. So I gathered everybody. We all gathered. And then we sat down. He gave us the television. I think what attracted us was the television. Yes. Because those days you, you don't find television easily. Even those with black and white were rich people. Yes. And then you, your status change. When you can add Lucozed paper to the black and white. To give it a bit of color. Not that the television had color. You use Lucozed um, covering just to put in front of the black and white. And the thing looks like a colored television. Then you are also an upgrade. Yes. So he gave us the television. I think it was the television that attracted us until I saw a man preaching in a stadium full of people, Billy Graham. And he preached the message of salvation and then he started doing altar call and people were running all over the stadium to the altar. And he said, anybody who wants to be saved, he did the altar call and I raised my hand and I got saved. That Sunday afternoon. Now the problem was going back to my mother's church. He said, I believe, even with my experience, that if you're truly saved, something changes in you. You are the only one who got saved and nothing has changed in the inside of you. That was my problem. In the same compound I lived was a man his wife and his children, but the man was a deacon at their church. And in the compound, they had the, the, the pastor who gave me the television and this family are the only ones who had um, a Mercedes Benz, the only car. You know those old time Mercedes Benz with the back, yeah? Those days, if you have it, Charlie, you're sorted, yeah. So, he had a green, I remember the color, green Mercedes car. And then the pastor also had a Mercedes car. So, we were there one day and then the wife of the deacon made food. She made food. Delicious food. And then she called me, called my brother. And then the son said, so I want you all to eat the food. And we ate the food and it was very delicious. More delicious than any food I've ever eaten. Yes. Without prejudice to my mother's cooking, the food was nice. Right? Then she said, Sunday we'll go to church. I said, yeah, we'll go to church. So we told my mother, we are not going to your church next Sunday. Yeah, we're going to another church. Yeah. And then on top of it, they had a Mercedes Benz. Oh. <laughs> we are going. We are going. And up until that time, I don't remember ever sitting in a Mercedes Benz. So we gave my mother pre-advance warning. Sunday, we are not going to church. We're going here. And we have never been to the church. We don't know where it was. Yeah. But it was, the church was a semi-Presbyterian church. I think they came out 
of the Presbyterian church, but they were on fire. We stepped foot in the church, and I'm like, hey, this is my church. I'd never seen people praising God like I saw. I'd never seen people pray. They were not praying in tongues, but they were on fire. And when we came back from church in the afternoon, the woman gave us food again. I said, but that's it. That's it. If this is what I will be enjoying if I go to the church. Yes. From that time. Yes, from that time. I never ate food alone. And my brother never ate food alone. From that time. My mother will cook. We'll collect our portion and put down. The young man's mother will cook. So his food, our food together, we ate every time it was meal time. We ate together for many years. Then he went off to um, Presec, the, the, the son for the deacon. He went off to Presec. When he came back, first time, he came with a story of how he saw Christians who could pray for seven hours a day. And he would tell us stories. He was a bit grown than us. So he started telling stories about Presec. So, me too, that's the school I'll go. Yeah? That's the school I'll go. So, we started, I was in junior high. He, he was in another school, a better school, of course. Then he went now to secondary school. So, he was ahead I think by almost three or four years ahead of us. So I made up my mind, that's the school I also go. So I started studying because you need to pass to a certain level to get to the school. So we started studying so that we can also go to the school and can experience what he, the stories he was telling us about. Do you understand? So my mother got angry. Oh yeah? We no more went to her church. Myself and my brother especially. My sister was still younger, so if they drag you, they just drag you, you go. But my brother and I, we, that, that became our church. Yes. My mother was furious. Sunday mornings were very not so nice mornings. Yes, she's angry. But we, we are happy. We're going to church because we also look forward to the Sunday food in the afternoon. Yes. Sunday food in the afternoon. Uh, after church, once we return, I, I come and eat. Because the Sunday food is not the normal food for Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. It's Sunday special. You understand? So I was always looking forward for the Sunday afternoon. Yes. Then Tuesday, no, Wednesdays they had midweek service. And that's where my mother used to get us. Because the midweek service is in the evening. She, she doesn't, the Presbyterian church didn't have midweek service. They will come Sunday, they will meet and drink after church. Yeah, that was it. So, Wednesdays, my mother would come back from the market earlier. We have gone to church. We are returning around 9, 9.30. And then, she will quickly take her shower. She will, if my mother was slow, on that Wednesday she would be fast. So that we don't come and the door to her room is open. So when we get home from church, 
my mother has angrily locked her door. So we are outside. Of course, we'll eat our brother's food and we are fine. But to enter my mother's room, she'll sleep, she'll wake up around 1 a.m. and remember, I have some children somewhere. Then you hear, you hear the key 10. Don't enter quickly. If you are wise, you don't enter quickly. Yes. Do you understand? Don't enter quickly. Yes, don't enter quickly. You wait till you are sure that she has gone to her bed. Then you enter. And when you enter, the Bible said, and David behaved himself wisely. So when you now have entered her room, at the hour she has opened the door, if you like, make noise. Because somebody is looking for an excuse towards you. Yeah, you don't, you don't, hey, 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 Victor, give me, you do signs. Yes. That's how you survived that night. And my mother did it for a long time. Then I think she got tired of getting, having to wake up and open the door. So after a while, she goes to bed and leaves her door. And then we come and we enter. That's it. She got tired. You see, you, you say you are saved. The truth is that you are not saved. We fought hard. We love. You see, she locks the door and we are just by her window. We haven't even moved an inch. Because if you also came back and your mother's door is locked, then you say, oh, she has locked them. Charlie, let's go. Let's go. So we hang around. You see, many of you, that's why you can't stand that your mother is angry with you and to hang around and make peace is beneath some of you. Ah, I'm a Samanini. She's angry. Oh, when she cools down, I'll come back. Right now, she's angry. I'll come back. No, I wasn't raised like that. Your mother is displeased with you. you for you, your life is normal. It's like, hey, hey, Charlie, life continues. Is she not the one angry? When she stopped being angry, she'll be back to normal. No, because we were taught to care about even how your own mother feels. Not this generation. Many of you here, if your mom is displeased with you, what you do next is you put a headphone. Yes, you put headphone or you bury your face into Facebook. So a lot is wrong with some of us, our posture. That's what I'm telling you. I developed that habit growing up, going to church every Wednesday, going to church Saturday to clean the church, and then Sunday morning, it was an exciting time. You have gotten saved, and you don't have the habit of going to church. To come to church, somebody has to force you. So the truth is that you are not saved. Because if you are saved, you will start leading yourself. Oh, come on now. I said if you are saved, your salvation propels you to start leading yourself. Where are you going? I'm going to church. 
This salvation that is not helping you to lead yourself is a suspect. I'm going to say it again. I said this is your salvation. That is not causing you to lead yourself. I don't know how to pray. But where are you going? I'm going to pray. Uh-huh. Something, you see, something has happened in the inside of you and it has necessitated certain changes in your life. That, that thing that has taken place inside of you has necessitated some changes. And you, I'm, 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 I'm going to wake up 5 a.m. Why are you going, hey, don't you know, I must pray. I must read my Bible. You, woe betide whoever calls you to wake up to do your quiet time. Your salvation is no salvation. I'm telling you. Because even when somebody wants to make the effort, you are offended. Meanwhile, a real salvation says, you're calling me to wake up to read my Bible. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I almost overslept. You, you are angry. So, the truth is that there is no salvation in you. True salvation will start making you to lead yourself. I said true salvation will start making you to lead yourself. So you can see Jesus clearly. He had a habit. I'm going to church. Pastor, how do you know it's a habit? Well, you know. Even if I'm forgetting Luke 4. One time they were in a feast in Jerusalem. So you know that it's not. Yeah. And then Jesus disappeared. They were going home. Back home. They disappeared. Jesus disappeared for many days. They started looking for Jesus at 12 years. They had traveled. They were going home. They turned around. Jesus is not with them. And you, you can imagine. You see, the Bible talks of um, Mary and all because even if you're with your father and your mother and one of your pickings gets missing, the only one who will be frantic is the woman. I don't know what is. I think men, we have a, we will find him. The woman will start crying. <laughs> I don't know why, but the woman will be first frantic. Yes. If Sam and Odor are somewhere and then they look around and they don't see Bram. Hmm? You see Odor has removed her lace off and tied it around her neck. She's going crazy. And then you see Sam is just cool. Then don't worry. Maybe he passed you. He'll say something like, oh, maybe he passed here. Let's go. Yeah, I think he passed here. But the woman will be frantic all over the place. So Jesus' mother was frantic all over the place. Do you understand? Look at it. The, when they had fulfilled their days, they went to worship in Jerusalem. They went for annual convention. You get it? God had instituted in Israel that once a year, 
all the children of Israel will appear before him in Jerusalem. Why? Because he had chosen Jerusalem and he had placed his name there. So every child of Israel, doesn't matter whether you were in the northern tribe or the southern tribe or the west or the east, they all must come to Jerusalem once a year to worship God. So this year they had gone and when Jesus was 12 years old, they went up to Jerusalem, look at it, after the custom of the feast. So appearing in Jerusalem once a year was also a custom. Some of you to get you to move from Embakasi to come here and to get you to leave Apache to gather here for a church service is a battle. Eh? It's not. Sunday. We are we are not in Langata. Okay, okay, okay. We are not in Embakasi Sunday. Okay. Um, I'll see you next week Sunday. But you see, God wanted the children of Israel to meet in Jerusalem even once a year. Some of you, I don't know what you think. What do you think Embakasi Church is? No, 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 wait. You, you are, you are, you are, you, 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 you say, you, you, you say, what? you are at Apache. Apache is a branch. It doesn't exist without the root. And Bakasi is a branch. It doesn't exist without the root. So every now and then, all church members must have the custom. Once we have a general service, you should be excited. You should be happy that you are gathering in this place. Don't worry, it's not, you're not the only one with the problem. My members here, I have members who, once they hear, everyone is coming, they don't come. And you, you think you are the only one with a problem. They don't want to see the others. <laughs> Me too, I have members here. Yes, if my members stay here, do you understand? And you come, there will be no space. If my members stay here. But once they hear, kill Amutu Anakuja. Then, Wageni, Wageni, Wageni. Then, the ones here, they say, oh, don't need my seat. <laughs> the ones coming will need my, don't need my what? My seat. So the ones I have here, they disappear so that you appear. And then when you also disappear, then they now appear. So there is something we do not see clearly. You see, God valued that the ones who worshipped in the north will come once a year to Jerusalem and the ones in the west will come once a year to Jerusalem. And at that time, look at it, in Deuteronomy 16, Three times in the year shall all thy males appear before the Lord thy God in the place which he shall choose. In the feast of unleavened bread, so three festivals, and in the feast of weeks, and in the feast of tabernacles, they shall not appear before the Lord empty. 
Notice this. He didn't say women. Because as if you're a woman and I'm going somewhere, will you stay home? So the women will come if the men are going. Are you listening to me? Yes. And then there's another feast for once a year where they showed up in Jerusalem. So now Jesus was 12 years old when they went. Take me back to Luke chapter 2. Watch this. And it was the custom of the feast. So every year, every year. That was the feast. That was the feast that Hannah and Elkanah went. Do you understand? Yes. It was the yearly feast. Verse 43. And when they had fulfilled the days, so they stayed in Jerusalem for a couple of days. The child Jesus tarried behind in Jerusalem. And Joseph and his mother knew not of it. So they are finished worshipping. The convention is over. Mama, Papa, back to Nazareth. Right? Then Jesus says, no, 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 me, I'll stay in the church for a while. 44. But they, supposing him to have been in the company, went a day's journey. If horses or donkeys move at 30 kilometers per hour from here to Kisumu, right? Let's say, averagely, let's say 20 kilometers per hour, traveling for a full day's journey, I am sure you are almost close to or already in Kisumu. Even if you're driving at 20 kilometers per hour, you should be in Kisumu. That is 24 hours, right? Not to talk of if you're going by 60 kilometers per hour, you'll be in Kisumu half day, right? So, full day, Kisumu. Alright? Some of you have not been to Kisumu before, so I wonder what is it? The only place you know is Machakos. And here I am. I'm not using Machakos as an example. You have never been to you are, You only know Kagundo. You only know Kiambu. Full day, 20 kilometers, 30 kilometers, maybe Kisumu, 24 hours. So they went a full day's journey and they sought him among their kinsfolk and acquaintance. So because they're traveling in a, like a caravan, right? So have you seen Jesus? Have you seen Jesus? They were asking, have you seen Jesus? Who do you think was asking? Mary, of course. As for the man he was right now looking around, where's Jesus? And, have you seen my son? Only women do that. Have you seen my son? Have you seen my son? Have, I, I think at that time, their heart feels like they have slashed it. Right? Good. Verse 45. And when they found him not, they turned back again to Jerusalem, seeking him. You have reached Kisumu. You have to return to Jerusalem, seeking Jesus. 12 years old boy. Verse 46. I'm going somewhere with this. And it came to pass that after three days, they found him in the temple. Bas, stop there. 
um, standard newspaper. 12-year-old boy missing. 12-year-old girl missing. Missing person. Correct. Missing person. Missing person. Almost 99% of missing children. Age 13, they finally find them in a boy's house. You see, some of you, you look angelic right now. Some of you, you look very, you, like, you, you look like a woman of reputation. Yeah. Like you look very hung up. You have been missing before. That's the truth. Eventually, you were found in a boy's house. Right now, you look like you haven't done what I'm talking about. But you have. After we three days, after one week, almost all missing children cases around here. The child, listen, I, I never see such and I worry. When I see it, missing person, I say, hey, there's a boy enjoying right now. When slave queens get missing, there's a cause to worry because around here, they turn up dead. I'm not talking about slave queens. I'm talking about the normal 13s looking at me, staring at me. These people have left home to be with a boy for one week before. They know what they are doing. Some of you, you are mothers now. Yeah, yeah. Like you walk around like a mother. But you have done it before. What I'm saying is you have been missing before. And you were not missing and you were found in the church. Your mother comes to church. And then they see, they see, they see um, faith. In the church. No, it's a boy's house. Sometimes somebody told your mother, I saw her with that boy. There's that, there's that, there's that Luya boy. Then when your mother hears, Luya boy. And then your mother, where is he? Where does he live? Then they go to your friend's house. He said, I'm looking for. So, I've not seen my friend for that. The friend knows. Now, when your mother leaves, he calls and says, Hey, her mother is looking for her. What did you tell, what did you tell her? So, I, I told her I've not seen you. It's okay. Chini Amaji. Chini Amaji. Mechafuka. Look at when Jesus started developing the custom, the habit. At the age of 12. What habit did you develop from the age of 12? We already know it. I said what habit did you develop from the age of 12? You developed a habit of stealing. You developed a habit of sleepover. Listen, as surely as God is my witness, unless it, it has been done behind my back, I think only once has my daughter slept outside of the house. 
once. Where are you going? I'm going to sleep in my friend's house. Hmm. Wait, do, do I live in a bush? What do you mean? You're going to sleep in your friend's house. What is this place? Are we monkeys in a tree? When children do sleep over, they acquire very bad habits. So, some of you, your greed for money started when you started doing sleepover. Because you're doing sleepover in a fairly better house than your mother's house or your father's house. So when you return, television screen like this. And then your father's box TV. You look at your... Yeah. So now when your box TV father start talking, you're like, you see, my friend's house... They have a big TV. Yes. Uh, I, I, it covers the whole world. The whole world is covered. Yes. It's it even now irritates you when your father says, Don't touch my television. You, you ask yourself, What television? <laughs> I mean, what do you mean? What television? <laughs> what television? I shouldn't touch what? You, if God doesn't help you, you will say, Daddy, this is not a television. <laughs> you watch the television with one eye. No. So, when children do sleepovers, they acquire very bad habits. Yes. One of the bad habits is they become discontent. Yes. Maybe they went to a house where there was a dining table. Then when they return to your own house and mommy is now giving them food, they say, eh, where should I eat it? I, I feel like I should answer that question for you. So I never allow my children to do sleepovers. In, in never. We have box TV. You will know box TV for the rest of your life. Oh yeah. We all eat on the floor. Oh you will learn how to eat on the floor with mastery and skill. Whatever happens in somebody's house, let it happen there. As for my house, this is it. So, I never, my, my, listen, my daughter can say, Daddy, I want to go and sleep in um, so-so and so's house. Hmm. You want to go away? To go and Mm. Oh, really? You're tired of this house, eh? Yeah, if I'm your father, I'm going to... Uh, oh, let me ask, are you tired of this house? Is it I'm planning your exit already? Since you are tired, I'm, when you're going, can you carry your bag? Put all your clothes inside. Since you are tired, hmm? as you're going, can, do you have any property here? Put them in your bag, please. And when you go, stay there. Yeah, I'm going to end the discussion. When you go, don't come back here. Stay there. You will, you will see whether you will be welcome and accepted there, Milele. Since you are looking down on this house, 
Since the house doesn't look like your friend's house, please, have you left anything? Have you taken all your shoes? Uh-huh. I, because I don't want you to come back and say you left anything here. As you are going, please. Stay there. Oh, yeah. Because even the Bible says that you should be content with such as you have. So now, my child is going to say, wow, that is a failure. Is it if I'm a failure and this failure is all you have ever known, it looks like success. Hear what I said? Huh? Until you start comparing. You start comparing. Yes. And then you see that that house you went, when daddy comes home, the children run, daddy, 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 daddy. And then the other, this one, when he comes, uh, excuse me. Have you done your homework? Why are you shouting? The other house, everybody, daddy, 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 what did you bring for me? You want to come and do, what did I bring for you? <laughs> if I am a failure, and this failure is all you have ever known, it looks like success. So Jesus at the age of, if you look at the habits our children have started cultivating at 11 years, they are here, they are listening to me. They have strange habits that even their parents don't know. Some of the things they watch on the internet, you mother, father, is it you, you thought you are a champion. You don't know these children. The things they watch, and they hide and you don't know they watch them. It will shock you. You will be, you, you, you will go, you will go to Madare for rehabilitation. Some of these children seated here. The things they have watched. And the secret things they keep watching. They are here. They are looking at me. When they, the, the things they know on the internet. Even you. You see, you see some of these children, I think God bless them. They are sparing some of you parents. I said they are sparing some of you parents. They have questions to ask you, but they know that you are a mumu. They have questions they, have, they want to ask you. Yeah. I'm telling you, they have questions they want to, but they, when they look at you and your Bible, they say, who, who you are, Audrey? So they go to school and they ask their friends. Who also have a similar habit at the same age that they have. And let me tell you, young children here, let me tell you, the internet is not your friend. You may think it is. You know, everything you want to watch it. Some of you, you, are, you have watched more internet than you have read your Bibles. Yes. Yes, Austin, I'm talking to you. I'm talking to you. Since you're looking at me, I can talk to you. You have watched more internet and their lives are controlled by the internet more than the Bible. And I'm telling you that they have questions to ask their mama and papa. It's just that when they look at you, they say, no, this one only listens to apostle. <laughs> so they don't ask. 
Yes. If your children show you the websites they go to, you start, you see, 14 days is small for you. You, you will do 70 days. When you see the internet site your children go, it's you that will do 70 days prayer and fasting. The knowledge the world has pumped into the minds of these children will shock you. The discussions they have when they go to school. Have you watched? What do you think? When they mention you, 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 all your life, you have never, what, what, in fact, what they are talking about is, what are you talking about? You, you, what are you talking about? You don't know it. Pastor Edwin will be there thinking that he's an internet guru. And he doesn't know that. Nathan knows things he doesn't know. What does daddy know? YouTube. Nathan knows more than YouTube. If you see the hap, you see, I've met people much older. Much older. Why am I teaching this? I'm teaching you to see that some of you, your inability to do quiet time, that you can't do quiet time, is because you didn't start early. It was never a habit. Now you are 27. Now you are 32. Now you are 35. Now you are 40. And then somebody say, wake up every morning and read. You're like, what do you mean? What is he talking about? But if it was something you started doing at the age of 12. Listen, everything you see me doing, I started doing as a teenager. At 15 years, I was fasting. At 15 years, I was praying for hours. I was praying. I was reading my Bible from the age of 14, 15. I am not learning how to read the Bible. It's something I developed a habit when I was young. You are now 31. Is when Nimeokoka Mimina Joseph na Nimeokoka na Penda Yesusana at 31. Then they are saying, sit down every morning and read your Bible. You see, for 31 years, you have had no governance. You came in, you went out, you ate, you drank, you did what you felt like doing. So you have had years of self-governance, not in good things. Then now, you say, Mimi na Joseph nimeokoka napenda Yesu sana Yesu ni bwana mkozi mkozi okay now then the pastor says you know when you wake up every morning the first thing you have to do what is the first thing you do in the morning read your bible you are like no the first thing i do is facebook no, pastor, the first thing I do is Instagram. There are some babes. Pastor, pastor, the f- 
I do is update status. No, 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 pastor. No, 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 no. Pastor, what, what, what? No. It's after his re reply DM messages. Hi, beautiful. I'm so sorry, babe. I didn't see your message. Uh, this, yes. What do you do? Oh, a video. Without me, the sun doesn't rise. No makeup morning. Fresh always. Yes. Pastor, what? Oh, no, no. Pastor, let me show you what we do. Video. Hello, folks. Definition of freshness. Here is a pastor whose heart is about to burst because she's woken up and seen that my member has not read her Bible. She's doing morning freshness. You know, the time it takes for some of you to pose for pictures. The time it takes for you to write what will accompany the picture. Yeah, don't things accompany the pictures. That's what you're being told. Find a scripture. Let the scripture be your picture. And find what to write about the picture, which is the scripture. No. You see, the truth is that you are an old dog. And teaching you new tricks is now becoming impossible. You are an old dog. You see, Pastor, what are you talking about? Okay, we don't know. I, I, I'm not, this is our church. And I'm teaching. Where do you want to go? Uhuru Park. I'm going to form Uhuru Park Police. My church members who are called Uhuru Park Police, they'll be going through Uhuru Park looking for my members. Yes. Let me show like, if you don't marry when you're young, you're not going to enjoy marriage. Is it right now you're enjoying sex? And free sex is different from marriage. Many of you, you are free, you are now on freestyle now. Yeah, you are freestylists. But by the time you are now settling down, many women, by the time they are settling down, they are, oh, I've made up my mind. Yeah. Marriage is for me now. The ability to teach them new style is over. <laughs> when you were younger, 
Tadile na mane gawo gawo Now Now you are going through midlife crisis And here is a man who wants you to do gawo the truth of the matter is that men at whatever age we still want you to do gawo yes. yes at whatever age we still want you to do gawo yes but you as a young lady you don't after Sometimes you see Gawo as foolishness. <laughs> many young ladies, no, no, many women are more grievous in their outlook after a certain age. Men can be very jovial. That's why, that's why we can still get a 19-year-old girl you, you can't get a 19-year-old boy. Because many women become grievous in their outlook as they age. So when you now go to a 20-year-old boy, you can't behave like you are 18. They can't do it. In fact, even if she wants to do it, she cannot do it. But a man at the age of 57, 60, sees a small girl and says, Hey, Jabel! Is it you? You, Mama, 55. You are not going to do it. A man can reduce himself to whatever level. Levels of appreciation. He said, hi baby. What a step. What a walk. What a, you see he has become a commentator. A woman, he, she's too serious. Like she, she, in fact, right now she's thinking of grandchildren. To now do hello, hi. To giggle. To giggle. <laughs> giggle. Don't you see how hard it is for your mother to smile? You can see practically. So this is now the woman. And then you say, oh, Charlie, we're going to build a happy home together. You know, house Nyumbaya Furaha. <laughs> Uh, Mincheric house. No, you are the only Mincheric man there. You are the only man who is going to be happy in that house by yourself. Yes. And your children. Yes. After a certain age, women become what we call commanders. They are now about order. Hey, come here. Hey, hey, put this. Hey, hey, 
they look like headmistress. I tell all the young ladies in my church, marry. Stop this fornicating and marry. They don't get it. <laughs> because you soon behave like a headmistress. <laughs> there should be a season in your life where you can remember the fun part of your marriage. Do you understand? Yeah, there should be a season where you can remember the fun part of your marriage. Now, many of you are expending the fun part of your marriage in useless relationships, which you won't remember after a while. You have had 50 sexual partners. You can't, you can't remember anything. All you know is you have had sex with 50 men. That's it. But... At least just one of them. Do you understand? But there's a part of your life where you remember. That's why the Bible says you should live and enjoy with the wife. The Bible is the wife of your youth. Because when you are youthful, there are things you do. Can you imagine your father chasing your mother in the house? With a pillow, like you just went out, right? When you came back, you see your, your, your father is in boxer shorts. <laughs> You're going to be like, what is happening? What madness is going on here? But if you are 26, 27, you will be in a boxer shorts chasing your wife. Okay, you, you don't, don't, don't take my teaching to heart. <laughs> I can tell you for free. Your father would have loved to be chasing your mother in his boxer shorts. I can tell you for free. But the commander has made it known. Don't try that nonsense. <laughs> so your father is controlled and subdued. Yes. Your father is not chasing your mother in the house with boxer shorts. But he's chasing a small girl somewhere. On his knees in boxer shorts. Yes. Yes. Huh. I'm teaching you that there is a time to form good habits. The same way at an early age, many of you form bad habits. One of the bad habits you can form, and some of you formed it, is sex. Some of you started having sex at the age of 11. Some of you at the age of 9. You already knew what sex is. From that time till now, you cannot stop having sex. 
serious. When you are playing mommy and daddy, when you are doing kalongolongo, it was a habit. True or not true? It was a habit. Until now, you, we have children who are already having sex when all they should have is the mind to study. I got a rude shock when I came here. I mean, like when I moved here. I got a rude shock. I looked at the age at which most West African kids become self-aware. You know, self-aware is when you now know, hey, this thing is not just for wee-wee. Do you understand? Like, this thing does something else. That age of awareness, right? And I can tell you for sure, I got, in my 20s is when I got aware that you can use this for something else. Otherwise, it had one purpose, to bring out water. So I, I looked at the age at which people are self-aware here. And that's why some of you, you are 23, but you behave like you are 40. Yes, yeah, some, you you, some of you, the way you issue commands to men. Because Charlie, once you start having sex early as a girl, you don't see yourself as a young innocent because now you rule the world. That is you on top of a man doing of that you still have that mind that you are, you are in charge. You see you are not in charge of anything. Too early sex is what has given you the feeling that you are in charge. You are not in charge of anything. As long as you cannot produce 500 shillings, I'm you, you are a useless in charge. I got a rude shock. I got a rude shock about the age of awareness. Oh yeah. Back home, like I, I spoke to my son the other day and the boy had a beard and in my eyes, my son looked handsome. And then I was like, if I'm the father, I said, this boy, I said, I want to talk to you. Then the sister came along. I said, avoid girls. And I said, if they come to you, tell them I'm not interested. <laughs> and I said to him, I said, I'm serious. Yes, daddy. I said, I'm serious. I said, no girls, nothing. Yes, daddy. I said, when you are in medical school and you are maybe in final year and then you can bring home a girl. Have you heard? Then the sister was laughing. <laughs> I said, ah, you, why are you laughing? He said, oh, daddy, it sounds very funny. Yeah, it sound, I sound funny. Telling the brother not to do girls. I sound very funny. Do you understand? I'm talking about the age of awareness. 12 years, you are not a virgin. I say you are 12 years old. You are not a virgin. 
And we know that your father didn't have a horse that you were riding. And by mistake, you broke your hymen. We know that. Neither were you riding your father's bicycle. Because you can be this virgin without sex. Do you understand? Yes. So, what, what were you doing at 12 years on virgin? I knew a virgin once in our church. When she was about 13 years to 14 years, she decided to break her virginity. You know, whatever, whoever told you that that is a decision lied to you. It's not a decision. Like, oh, I'm a virgin. I've been a virgin for the last. Now I've decided to unvirgin myself, right? Whoever told you it's a decision deceived you because it's not a decision. So when she decided to break her virginity, she chose two boys. She broke her virginity on the same day with two boys. One came, the first one was the lucky one. When he finished and he left, then the second came. She broke her, on the same day of breaking her virginity, she slept with two boys. At the age of 13, 14. Yes. Oh yeah. The mother had no idea. I told the mother, I told the mother, and I mentioned the names of the boys. Two boys. That broke her virginity. I, I told the mother. The age of, you know, you see some of our young children around here, they see a much elderly woman. They kind of, oh, good morning, I'll kill you, sir. They are all no virgins. I said they are all no virgins. There is a certain girlishness, innocence, about virgin girls. You don't have it. Ah, you are catching feelings, Benson. Because, because I'm talking about virgins. Look at this boy. He's catching feelings. He has contributed to the scarcity of virgins in the nation. So he's catching feelings. <laughs> he has contributed to the scarcity of what I'm talking about. Ah, I have my teaching, I'm teaching now. Jesus was at 12 years. He was in the house of God. And I'm saying that there are some people who are 12 years and they have a bad habit. We have 12 years who live literally in betting houses. You see, that one is where you should catch feelings, not this other one. Twelve-year-old boys, they literally eat, they don't shower. 
They don't brush their teeth. Where, where will you find them? Every day, betting houses. So at the age of 12, the young boy is addicted to gambling. His life is over. So the habits that makes you great are formed when you are young. And the habits that will destroy you are also formed when you are young. You never form a habit like when you are now older. It's a lie. Anything you are doing now, you have always been doing it. Anything you will do tomorrow, you have always been doing Good or bad, you have always been doing it. It's not now you are 45 years old. Um, I, I want to learn how to ride a bicycle. Jerubu. I learned how to ride a bicycle when I was a, a, a small boy. I don't remember the last time I rode a bicycle. But if I get a bicycle right now, I can comfortably ride it. Do you know how to ride a bicycle? Do you know how to ride a bicycle? Imagine LP Lisa on a bike. On a bike, y'all, for the first time, y'all. It's not going to be a nice sight because she's never ridden a bicycle. So she has, if she gets a bike right now, she'll ride it comfortably. Why? She formed the habit at an early age. Whatever you are doing today, you have always been doing it. Whatever you're going to do in the years ahead, you have always been doing it. In fact, you are doing it today. Is it new? So a boy that is gambling at 12 will be a gambler at 40. I'm, I have a young man who comes around me. His, his mother looked at the boy and he told the boy, your father, and I, I've met the father before he passed on. He said, your father would have been one of the richest men in this city. Why did he not become a rich man? Gambling. The man can buy a new Mercedes car, drive to the casino. He will take a taxi back home. Is it whatever habit? You, many of you look down on small, small habits. They make you good or bad. They make you. The man. There's a building near Alain Francais, Francais, Alliance Francais, Alliance Francais, okay, whatever that is. He owned that building. It went in one night. It went in one night. You walk to a casino and you had a building and you leave the casino without the building. You walk to a casino with a car key and leave looking for public means to go home. The mother said, your father would, because I met the man, one of the sharpest businessmen, mention anything, any opportunity, and he will tell you, but he will calculate, and he will give you profit margin in a very, very sharp. He said, your father would have been one of the richest men. So sometimes you see a child gambling, 
You is a harmless habit, but he's becoming what he will be in the next 20 years. So some of you, when we try to, now, is it now, that's why you always, you don't like us pastors in this church. Because now we are trying to incorporate inside of you something that never existed before. What is the first thing you wake up, you do when you wake up? It, it was not quiet time. Some of you, the first thing you wake up, in fact, talk of wake up, you wake up at 5 a.m. to eat. Then you have met a pastor that says, 21 days, no food. That you don't like me for fasting is because the thing, you are in the kitchen at 4 a.m. You are in the kitchen at some even, you see, it's a, people, human beings shock me. I mean, you were sleeping. Listen, you were sleeping. Then you wake up at 2 a.m. No, 3 a.m. And then you are eating. Why did you wake up? Because I was hungry. I don't get it. Like it doesn't make sense to me. No, no, wait. You went to bed. Then you woke up, not to pray. Why did you wake up? I woke up to pray. That's a habit. But it's another habit. You are frying eggs. Why did you wake up? Naskianja. At three. So you see, in the same way you can wake up to eat when you are hungry. Your spirit man should be hungry enough to cause you to wake up to read your Bible first thing in the morning. You, why did you wake up? If you're, if you're a woman and you're going to marry, get ready that we will wake you up when this boy is hungry. What, what, what growing up women hate is I have gone to bed and I'm sleeping. They say, um, why women hate it, I don't know. Why, why, whatever, I'm, but me, I'm teaching you, so. So, So the boy is hungry. And that hunger comes at. You know, ladies, listen, women, women, listen, women, listen, women, listen, women, listen. You cannot regulate a man's erection. So as at the time the boy is ready, I'm talking to wives. 
I said, as at the, sometimes the boy will go into coma. You think he doesn't exist. Then one day he wakes up. At that time, it is, it is a window. You are not going to say that. You should have done it before I went to bed. Why are you awake? Now that I'm asleep, is when you Yes, the boy is ready now. It's a window. So you use the window. You understand what I'm saying? Women want to regulate everything. Eat two eggs. Drink half cup of water. Drink orange juice. Drink it. Drink it. Women want to control and regulate. But one thing you can't control is your husband's erection. In West Africa, we have a lot of sex at dawn. Yes. It's too hot during the day. Only poor people have sex when the sun is high. <laughs> yeah. By the time somebody is having sex in the afternoon, he's a broke, he's poor, very poor. Yes. That's why at, at, at 1 p.m. you are making a woman scream in the neighborhood. <laughs> All your counterparts are at work. You, you are doing mapuka in the house. So when the weather is calmer, do you understand? Yes. Accra is by the coast, so we have a Mombasa kind of weather. Do you understand? Yes. If you go to Mombasa, you'll find they have the same, they, they enjoy sex either late night or morning. It's cool. Do you understand? But the ones from Kisumu. I should jump and pass. Okay. <laughs> so you can wake up and have sex at 2 a.m. No problem. You can wake up and pick your Bible and say, We are doing quiet time. So you can see truly, you see, whether you like it or not, you are asked for the habit. You're developing them. The issue is with the choices of habits. It will be strange to see you at 2 a.m. reading a book. What are you doing? Um, I, I don't know. I couldn't sleep. Um, I'm reading danger, spiritual dangers. Chapter 4. Steps to avoiding fornication. Step number one. Untimely. No untimely relationships. You are 21. You are in a relationship. For what for? Step number one. To never fornicate. Yes. If I didn't get into a relationship at the age I got to, I would never have fornicated. Anyway, some of you, you don't even need a uh, relationship. 
Yeah. Yeah. Two a.m. What? I'm reading a book. Two a.m. What are you doing? You are watching Netflix. You see, whether you want to admit it or not, that's what I'm teaching, and I'm taking my time. I'm not even. Whether we are fasting or not, I'm going to teach this. Ni, 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 I will finish it. Yeah. 2 a.m., you are on episode 19. Why are you not on verse 19? So if you can wake up to watch Netflix, you can wake up to read your Bible first thing in the morning. Let me say something to you about habit. Habits to have is to shower. Oh, you're about to leave the church. If you don't develop the habit to shower, Twice in a day, minimum twice, minimum twice. Maximum can be three. Yes. And in fact, you can even make it four if you want to. But minimum twice. So we are thinking that you are about to get out of the house, you have showered. Then we are thinking you have returned from where? And with all the sweat and everything, you have to shower before In between, things can take care of themselves. But at least minimum. Abana passports. <laughs> so, and you do it from a very young age. You shower morning, you're off to school. When you've come from school, you've helped your mother, your father, and then by bedtime, your mom says, go and take your shower before bedtime. So you develop that habit. Let me tell you the truth. If you know any boy who doesn't shower, there are boys I know, they shower once a month. And I'm not mentioning your name. Just look straight forward. I can tell you for sure that that young man did not cultivate the habit of cleanliness from a very young age. Now you are fully mature. You are in a church and the pastor keeps talking about And then in your mind you are like, what? why is this pastor always talking about shower, shower? I mean, for the life of me, I don't get it. Let me tell you if, you, if you're dating a young man, let me show you one red flag. And on the road to marriage, there are always red flags. People ignore them. You're going to marry a young man who doesn't take care of himself. Cannot take care of himself. You think 
he's going to enjoy taking care of another human being. This is his body. He carries it about. I said this is his body. He has things here. And he has things here. He has not bothered about them. He has things here. He has things here. He has not bothered about them. And then you, you are bringing your whole self. And then you're going to think that, oh, he's going to take care of you. The guy hasn't finished taking care of himself. The last time he showered was in November 21st. And that was his birthday. Red flag. You know, I'm, you know, Apostle, what has that got to do? It's red flag. Because, you see, taking care of another human being is not easy. Whether they have eaten, whether they are all right, you know, are they happy, all that. He, that's it. Almost all the young men around here you see, all the young men around here. If you don't shower, you can't even be a good shepherd. Yeah, I'm diagnosing our problem. Yes. Yeah, you don't shower regularly, you can't be a good shepherd. You, you don't shower regularly, you cannot start something and finish it. Because what it, it, it is a habit to say, Morning shower, evening shower, to do it for 25 years. Morning shower, evening shower, to do it for 30 years. Morning shower, evening shower, to do it for 39 years. Morning shower, evening shower. So, unknown to you, when you develop that habit, you're building a quality called consistency. I can be here and be consistent. It's a habit. So that is why you are just 25 years already you have entered into relationship with the whole of Nairobi. We are all, there's only one person you have not dated yet, the president. Consistency. Consistency. And to do it without to do it without thinking. Ah, I got a shower. One day, some people went for outreach. I think it was a Saturday. And I have a custom. When I come to church, it's a custom. What time I come to church is a custom. Everything, almost practically everything in my life is a custom. So there's a time I arrive at church. So this day I arrive. And I came up here and they opened the door for me. I almost vomited. There were four people here. About four. If I'm not lying, about four or five. Four. I think it's four. 
from the reception, the only space which was spared was my office. You understand? Because they didn't enter that place. But from the door to entering the office, they had come from outreach and because of tiredness, four people decided we will not shower. Four. Four people with IDs. Independent brain. Like I'm carrying my brain. She's carrying her brain. But four have made a collective decision. We are tired. So from the gate to the office, I had to hold my breath. So when I entered, I called L.P. Berry. I said, L.P., there's a problem here. Please. I don't want anybody to say I'm insulting them. Call them and tell them to go and shower down. <laughs> After I entered, I didn't want to come out for a long time. And I'm sure they got the message. And then they started disappearing. In what? But four people, you understand? You see, if the thing is not a, if, for example, let me, I'm trying to teach something. I may be all over the place, but I'm trying to. If the thing is a habit, you got home. You are tired. But it's a habit. So the habit overrides how you are feeling. So on being upon being tired, the thing is a habit. So the habit overpowers your tiredness. So a tired man is bathing. It's not a habit. I am tired. A tired man is not bathing. <laughs> it's my house. And I'm not married. Is it that's how you develop the bad habit? It's my house. I'm not married. So now you are married and you still find it hard to shower. I've been married for 17 years. I cannot, I cannot even imagine that there's a day my wife will climb into bed and I say, we have no shower. So I'll shower in the morning. Go and sleep in the hall. I'm talking about 17 years. I can't. Is if you are single and it's your habit to shower, married, you will shower. Single, it is not my forte, you know. There are things I like and there are things I don't like. One of the things I don't like is showering. Married, you will not suddenly be, Madam, clean. Oh, where are you going? Oh, darling, I'm, I'm going to take my shower. I'm, I'll be back. Hmm, for where? I'm teaching you something. So anything you're doing now, if you're single, when you marry, you will do the same things. <laughs> Good. Now, this one with that bad habit has located another one with the same habit. There's no hope for the two. 
Now the two, two souls are lost. Then it goes further than that. The two that don't like Shari are going to give birth to children. And because you were never leading yourself, you can't now lead your son. And you can't lead your daughter. So leading begins with yourself. I can demand cleanliness from my son. I can demand cleanliness. I can demand cleanliness. I can demand a shower twice a day. I can demand it. I can demand it because I have it. I'm a leader. You don't have it. So you, the last time your son saw you shower was when you were going to see show show. So you see that what started as a habit in your life is now reaching generations. And you see, we're using shower because it, we can, but there are other habits that now goes, just like I'm talking about shower, it now extends not only to you, but to your child and to your children's children. That's why white people easily form habits. Yes. Dinner is at seven. Everybody has to be showered and ready you, you can't live in a structured house. You want to eat at 11 p.m. You at 6 o'clock. At 11, you are eating. Then you wake up at 2 to eat again. Are you a vulture? <laughs> ah, Pastor, but I'm, I'm feeling hungry. Yes. You see, I don't know if you know that that you feel hungry doesn't mean you have to eat. It's a drive. It's a drive. Like you feel to have sex. It's a drive. In the same way that you feel hungry, it doesn't mean that you must eat. It's the same way you can feel like having sex, but you can not have sex. It's the same thing. But you, every feeling... You fulfill it. You are God. You are answering every prayer of your life. So Jesus at the age of 12 had a habit. And the habit was God's house. When the mother and the father found him later. Look at the response he said to them. He said, you've made us worried about you. When they saw him, they were amazed. And his mother said unto him, of course, it will always be a mother who will talk first. Son, why hast thou dealt with us? Behold, thy father and I have sought thee sorrowing. And he said unto them, how is it that ye sought me? Wist ye not that I must be about my father's business. This is where the habit came from. 12 years old. It is my job, my duty, my habit, my custom to be about my father's business. Did, I thought you knew. I thought you knew that when you're looking for me, you'll find me in the church. I thought you knew. That's what he's saying. I thought you knew. Give me the message. 
Didn't you know that I had to be here dealing with the things of my father? I thought you know that I'm always about my father's business. Even the NLT. Didn't you know that I must be in my father's house? I thought you knew that you'll find me here. Some of you, when you get missing for two days, we know where we'll find you. Especially if you got an M-Pesa before your disappearance. You see, there are some people, they are always available when they don't have money. Then when they get money, they disappear. Oh, you've never had such friends. You don't have such friends. When... You see, I'm, I, I, I've, raised, I've raised people's children. I've, had, I've seen, I've raised up people's children. I've raised up sons, I've raised up daughters. Among children, there will always be that child who is always available when they don't have anything. Then the moment they get money, they disappear. When you see them again, the money has finished. Even amongst your children, you'll see that you have that. that. There's one child who is always available out of lack. If by mistake he gets money, two days off. Then he'll show up again when he has finished everything. Oh yeah. So, I've seen it before. There are some people always around because they're broke. They disappear. Once you see them, they get empesa. Beep, beep, beep. Empesa. They're on their way to Naivasha. Mombasa. Huh? Yeah? You see, everything becomes a habit eventually. Yeah. Even this habit, you take it into marriage. When you're broke, you'll be there looking at your wife's face like this. The moment you get money, Papa, your wife cannot see you. Two is. When the money finishes, then you show up again. Because wives, wives have an anointing. I don't know how. Wives have, a, and every woman should have that skill. The house can be dry, but they'll produce food. I think when Jesus was performing the miracle of the multiplication of bread, um, women saw how he did it. Yes. Because that if you enter the house as a man, right, every, you can't find food. And then a woman will bring out food. Yeah. I think when Jesus was doing the multiplication, the women, saw, they hid. So let's see how Jesus was doing it. And they saw, a woman will bring her food. It's, a, it's, it's amazing. That's why they, are, they hang around when they are broke. Then when the man comes, he disappeared. He started Kitambo. 12 years old. And Jesus Amplified, did you not see and know that it is necessary? Look at it as a duty for me to be in my father's house and occupied about my father's business. This is where it started. You know, some of you are trying to learn to talk nicely now. This is where it started. He says it was not your custom to be nice. In the 90s, growing up in Ghana, it was custom that every school you attended, you must have a copy of a... Is it, if you look for the most polite people in Africa, 
is likely going to be Ghana. Yes. Because growing up, part of a book you get, primary, secondary school, wherever you're going, is a book they wrote called Courtesy for Boys and Girls. It was compulsory that if you're entering a school, you must have it. Like it's part of the books you must own. It's called courtesy for boys and girls. For example, you don't have the culture where you meet an elderly person and whether you know them or not, it's not a culture here. You go because it's an elderly So Good afternoon, sir. You don't have it. In that book called courtesy for boys and girls, you are taught that once you meet an elder, it may not be your father, it may not be your mother, but you go because of age and you greet and you go on. I have church members here. I meet them on the stairs. I am the one greeting them. The, the... I get surprised. Yes, that's a courtesy for. And you see, it's a young boy holding the hands of an elderly person. So you are taught how to be helpful to the elderly. Do you understand? Yes. Even at my age right now, if I see an older woman struggling with something, it's just that around here, she'll say, oh, oh you need muizi. <laughs> Otherwise, you should walk to an elderly person and carry the load, just that they won't trust you. But otherwise, this book had all those habits. You're taught. A girl is taught how to curtsy when greeting is in this book. Like, how do you can't be a girl and you're greeting, you're going there. Yeah, good afternoon. It's not feminine. A girl is taught how to greet. Good afternoon. Put your hand here. Good afternoon. They're taught how to greet. Yes. I, I have walked around here. I see them. They are wearing trousers so they cannot greet. G good afternoon. They can't get great. They don't even know how to greet. Good, good afternoon. What is that? What is that? My knee. My knees. You know, a girl is taught how to greet and a boy is taught how to salute. And you are taught to say thank you. You are taught to say thank you. You. You're taught to say, I am sorry. You're taught to say, welcome. You're taught all of this are in this book. So, you see, across time, it, it becomes a habit. When I'm in the house and my son returns from school, he greets me. Good afternoon, daddy. Affection will come later. You must show some courtesy, first of all, before affection comes. I meet my church members on the stairs. I say, hi. The, the, uh, I think when they see me, they think I'm coming to kill them. The response I get is more of like defiance. Huh? You greet somebody, no. Huh? Mm, huh? It's like people are always ready to... Huh? You see, it's a habit. So at 12, Jesus had a habit. church, God's house. That's it. So you too, you have a habit. <laughs> you can't sleep at the right bedtime. When did you start sleeping at 3 a.m.? Kitambo. 
I said, when did you start sleeping at 3 a.m.? Kitambo. You are looking for my problem this morning. Yes. Now, when did you start sleeping at 3 p.m.? Kitambo. And you're still doing it up to now. Yes. The second habit Jesus had, number two, at least I can give you two before I close, is going on prayer retreats. <laughs> going on? Mm -hmm. John 18, verse 1 and 2. Next week is going to be hot. Next week is going to be hot. Many of you hear the reason. Oh, be a leader. Become a leader. Oh, no, no, no. It's because when you look at yourself, eh, you yourself, you are ungovernable to yourself. You have been trying to govern yourself. You have not succeeded. Then somebody outside of you say, try and govern others. Many of you, you are fighting with yourselves. Yeah, right now as I'm teaching, many of you, you're fighting with yourselves. Yeah? Many of you at a point, you are tired of how you are. That's the battle you have with yourself. Oh, yeah. When Jesus had spoken these words, look at it. He went forth with his disciples over the brook Sidron, where was a garden into which he entered. And his disciples. And Judas, look at it, which betrayed him knew the plus. How did Judas know the place? For Jesus oft times resorted thither with his disciples. Judas knew the place because Jesus often went for prayers in the place. We know your habit of Lithuli Avenue. Why? Because you really, you are always at Lithuli Avenue at 1 a.m. What are you doing? Chatting with girls. One day I kept telling some church members, when we close church, go home. When we close church, go home. I kept warning them. When we close church, go home. So one day, in the morning, something happened the previous night. And this sister called me and said, Apostle, I have to tell you the truth. Yes, after the fact. I was with brother so so and so. You know, normally they start with the warning you have been given. Apostle, I know that you have told us always. 
You see, once they start, I have seen this. They, they always start with a caveat. I, I know you have told us that we, we, we should always, I mean, we should not be, I, I know you have told, but something has happened. So this sister was with a brother. I don't know what is, I don't even think I know, maybe I know Lithuli Avenue, but I don't know it like know it. I have to go there one of these nights. Yes. So this sister was with a brother. In past midnight, they were chatting. They were talking. From church, oh. Me, I've reached Nyumba. I am sleeping. So I can, my church member is having a tete-a-tete. So they met some scrupulous cops. That leads to interfena. Okay. <laughs> okay. So they were there, and the cops said, Two of you, Kujaba. That is, the, is it at that time, by the time the cops said, Kujaba, you hear my voice. Hey. Apostle said, We should be going home. What is this? So the cops called the two of them. And one brother happens not to be from the country. So they saw good market. So they narrowed on the brother who was not from Kenya and started harassing him. They demanded for money. They demanded for this. And they carried the brother with them. And the sister who was a citizen was free. They said, hey, go before we change our minds about you. So the sister had to go. What, eh, boys, eh? Yeah. So this brother went with the cops. He was arrested. He went with them. The sister is telling me in the morning. Because I think the cops had some demands, you know. They were asking for money. They even took his. And then the sister realized, okay, now it's time to confess. Imagine that the reason you are in with the cops is because of a girl who is not there with you. You see, at that point, that's when your foolishness becomes, your head starts clearing. If you smoke bangi, it starts clearing. And I've had members, whatever is at Luthuli Avenue, only God knows. I have Members who have sat at Muthuli, Lithuli Avenue, Lithuli for up to 2 a.m. Chatting. Then they would talk. Then the girl says, I'm going to Wee Wee. Then they had an escort. Another girl says, I'll take you. Hey. 1 a.m., 2 a.m. So you see, it's also a habit. Jesus had a habit where he had a garden where he went. You too, you have a habit of Lithuli Avenue. Givenji Garden. Uhuru Park. 
The reason some of you cannot become shepherds is because of Sunday afternoon at Uhuru Park. To change your habit from bad habits to good habits, let me tell you, it's not easy. That's why it's better not to develop a habit than to develop a bad one. Some of you think that, oh, because when you marry, you, you love brushing your teeth. It's a lie. You don't brush it now. You won't brush it when you marry. Oh, yeah. You tell your husband, kiss me like that. Kiss me like that. I like being kissed like that. Jesus had a habit. Oh, yeah. Is it? There are people I can tell their habit because it's there. And then there are people you cannot tell whatever they do. <laughs> yeah, you cannot tell. It's like every now and then they will do something. In your park, is it? It has water. Ah, life. Here. But it's there. Ah. <laughs> eh? That one here. Here. Not Langata. Ah. Stop lying. They're lying, right? I've not seen it before. How come? Now I understand. I, I was not understanding, but now I understand. Yeah. You will be surprised that I can be here and for 20 years I don't know about this. It's not part of why I'm here. Imagine Sunday after church. This is where I go and sit. <laughs> pastor Edu is a very bad pastor. Asoma, there are nice things in the city. Just here. Pastor Edu, you are very bad. Me too, I'm a human being. Eh? Imagine if Pastor Edu says, Apostle, I want to take you somewhere. And he's just around the corner. I'll be very happy. But he's very bad. <laughs> it's for marketing, eh? Hey. Jesus had a habit. Prayer retreat. Go back to John 18, verse 2. He oft times, yes, with his disciples, he'll go there. Do you understand? 
A leader has good habits. Some of your habit is to eat. Is it when somebody looks at you, the first thing they remember is food? And the reason is because of habit. Like they have never found you not eating before. Yeah? Jesus had these two habits. Number one, going to church. Number two, going to pray at a particular place. As for you, we know your habits. It is not prayer retreats. Yes. That you are even here today is a miracle. Even you, you have surprised yourself. Some of you are only here because your village has rejected you. They told you, Charlie, go go. Some of you, wherever you went, they got tired of you. They said, go back. So that's why you are here. It's not like it's your habit. Daniel had a habit. Daniel 6.10. Next week, I'll show you the power of habits. Daniel 6.10. Now, when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went into his house. This scripture will confirm what I told you. You like to shower. So, when you are tired, the power of that habit overcomes how you're feeling, right? Watch this. So, Daniel knew the writing was signed. He went into his house and his windows being opened in his chamber toward Jerusalem, he kneeled upon his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God as he did aforetime. What was signed? No man should pray to any God apart from the king. If you needed something, you pray to the king. Daniel says, it is signed, no problem. But I'm still going to my house. And the windows will be open towards Jerusalem. And I will pray three times as I have always done. There are some people over the years in this church. I don't have to think. Sunday morning. Will LP burial come? To church. Sunday morning. Will LP Lisa come to church? Oh, Sunday morning. Hey, where is Pastor Edu right now? Hmm. I don't have to think. They'll be here. I said they'll be here. I don't have to think. Then there are some of you. We have to start monitoring. First of all, we have to monitor whether you are in the estate. First of all, is he around the estate? Is he like in the estate? So, nobody can identify you with a pattern. You are unpredictable. When you feel like you'll come to church, 
When you don't feel like, you don't come to church. It stems from not having a habit. Are you listening to me? So now, one day we were in church, and even though they've, the people have become an orangu, orangus now, we were in church, and it was past a certain time. And I said, ah, where are these people? Because normally, is it? Let me tell you something. You may think what I'm teaching is, ah, he's teaching, ah, but it helps you yourself. So at that time, I had some church members. They will always be in church first. They'll do the cleaning. But that particular Sunday, I checked the time. They were not in church. They were not there to sing. I checked. I said, no. Something, I started calling their phones. Not because they gave me money, no. It was their custom to come to church at a particular time. They will always be there, no matter what. This Sunday, they were not there. So I began to disturb, I started disturbing the pastors. These people are not here. Where are they? We started calling their phones. Their phones were off. Or it was going through, but nobody was speaking. So, worship had started. Worship had started in church. So, I'm supposed to teach. What do I do? I said, no. I told the pastors, do the service. And I asked, who knows their, their house? I got somebody. They said, I can take you there. And I drove all the way. Church had started. I drove all the way to Islam's located their house. I stood in front of the house. I knocked, 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 knocked. Because for the first time, it has never happened like that before. I knocked, 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 knocked at the gate. I even tried jumping the wall. People were passing by. I asked, have you seen these people here? They said, no. Somebody said, they saw them early in the morning. All kinds of things started going through my mind. Why? It was their custom to be at a particular place at a particular time. If they are not there, something is wrong. You, when you are not somewhere, who thinks about you like that? I hung around. There was a church opposite. I hung around. I, I, I'm a pastor of a church. So, we did everything. And I was so worried. And then we drove back to church. And then later on, we saw them showing up. What happened? That morning, when they were on a bus going to church, arm robbers had entered the bus. Now it makes sense. The only reason they couldn't be at the church at that particular time was because they encountered strange forces. They took their phones you know, they, like when they take charge of the bus, they, I think they commandeered the bus somewhere. They slapped some people. They took their phones from them. Yeah, I think it was a gang around that time. So they lost their phones. That's why we were calling. There are some of you, if we call you and you don't pick, it's always normal. <laughs> then there's somebody you call. The person doesn't pick. If I call Pastor Edwin and he doesn't pick, once, twice. I have to start looking for favor. 
There are some of you, the president can call you. I said there are some of you, the president can call you. But you don't pick. One day when you are in trouble, nobody will know. So these my church members, I left the whole church. The church was getting packed. Worship was going on. I said, if my members, I should stand there and be doing what? I'm preaching. I left the church. Like some of you now, I don't know your culture. So when you don't come to church, I would know later. Because over the years, you are fond of not showing up. So, we don't see you in church. Ah, where's Benson? This is not normal. It is normal for Benson to not come. Do people know you like that? If it's 8 o'clock and Eric is not here, uh, uh, call Eric. It's 8 o'clock. Eric is not here. So, oh, you know, it's normal. And that's how I know that you're coming to church late. It's a habit. I've not mentioned your name. Just look for it. It's New Year, so you have managed 30 minutes late. But we know normal, normal. You know normal. We know normal. Normal, two hours. It's New Year. You have reduced. Is it again? There still must be lateness. 30 minutes. Today you were 30 minutes late. I've not mentioned your name. Just look. I, I said today you were 30 minutes late. Yes, just look straight. Yeah, it's norm, normal, normal. Two hours. Today you managed to be 30 minutes late. Is it so? You are known after a certain habit. Like some of you brothers here, all the sisters know you like girls. You are known after a certain habit. They can show five sisters you were in a relationship with. So they know, they know you are known after your habit. <laughs> And then those who we don't know anything at all. Do you get it? There are those ones. Yes. Like among my pastors, if I'm in danger, I know who to call. Like I have option one, option two, option three, right? I'm, I have three pastors, isn't it? I have how many pastors? Three. So I have option, if I'm in danger, I have option one. Like if I have one phone call to make. I won't waste it on option three. Do you, do you understand? I, like I have one chance at redemption. I'm going to call option three. Okay, so option one has passed. I have option two. I have one chance of rescue. I'm going to call option three. Option three will reach out to me in the evening. Hello, Apostle. I was, I've, I've realized you have called me. <laughs> yeah, option three. Now I have a chance of rescue. I choose not to use option one. I choose not to use option two. You are known after your habit. You are, your habit is to not be called. You are known. So whether you like it or not, 
Somebody will look at Eric one day, and then when they are talking about Eric, they're going to say, you see, that young man, this is how he is. He comes here at this time, habit. Some of you will know your habit to talk bad. You see, I better not preach at your funeral. Me, preach at your funeral. And then I let you, I let that, they bury you in peace. Oh, no, no, no. I will recount one day when you insulted somebody in the church. <laughs> I should preach and you rest in peace. In fact, I will preach that you will try to resurrect. Of, you see, these few times I've known him, Eric, what people don't know is that you are building a reputation. I'll know when he comes to church. I'll know how often he comes to church. And then I know I have another member. You know this. Even at secular working places, you are known exactly like that. Your boss knows when you come to work. Your boss knows who is always on time. They know it. So, unknown to him, how he's living his life is building a certain persona about him. I have church members who attend church seven times in a year. Now, church members, whether I close my eyes, I open, they are there. Yeah. It stems from habit. I want to have a good habit or good habits. And then you start it. And you start it early. Now that you have become a Christian, you must have good habits. You must have a habit of prayer. Oh, yeah. You must have a habit of listening to messages. You must have a habit of reading the scriptures. Look at the church we have now. We have young men who own big mobile phones worth 20 something thousand and they cannot own a Bible worth 1,000 shillings. You have a phone with pornographic photos. But you don't have the Bible. That is the word of life. You don't have it. I want to see young men walking around with their Bibles. I don't see them. I see them walking around with girls. I see them walking around with phones. They don't have Bibles. They sit in. And you see, that's what I'm saying. That in this year, we want to get rid of all such jokers in the church. I've been preaching for how many hours now? You don't have a notebook. When you finish and somebody asks you, what did the pastor teach? You that got Daudi on Geza, you'll be able to recount from your mind all that the pastor taught for two. And in our church, we teach for long. I know you are tired, but I'm still teaching. In our church, we teach till you get tired. And then we teach, and then you, you, you get tired of being tired. And then we teach, and then the teaching gets rid of your tiredness. 
So all this while, you're going to tell me from your mind what I thought. No. It's not possible. By tomorrow morning, you'll forget what I thought today. And then you replace that memory with Alejandro. But if you have written notes in the morning, you check. Let me check Apostle's teaching for yesterday. Oh, he said a habit is something you do without thinking about it or intending to. Wow, that's a habit, yeah? By the time you check it again, the second time, and you check it, now you see that the teaching is with you. If somebody means, Cliff, what is a habit? Oh, a habit is something you do without thinking about it or intend because you've gone again, you've checked and you check. That is why when you are in school or you ask a question, sometimes the teacher tells you, go and read it. The reason is because once you read it, it sticks. Brothers and sisters, don't allow your bad habit to take you to hell. Begin now to consciously change, exchange all your bad habits for godly Christian habits now. Are you listening to me? You used to listen to Ohangla for three hours. You are now, you say you are born again. Okay. Replace it now with a song you can use in worship when you come before God. Yes. Bongo music. Huh? You, your favorite artist is Diamonds. Zuchu. You like all their girls in their videos. But you are now a Christian. So you replace those things that poisons your mind with better habits. Don't allow your habit to take you to hell. Yeah. And begin to develop good ones. Yeah. Girls who don't like cooking. And then they assume that once you marry, oh, I'll cook for him. It's a lie. If you know what goes into cooking, and you don't do it now, you're single, it will be extremely hard for you when you marry. I'm talking to you about the power of habit and developing good habits. Girls who don't wash their hair. Your hair smells like smoky.
If you want to get a bad cold, go and breathe a girl's hair right now. For the next two weeks, you'll be curing yourself of a bad cold. <laughs> Develop good habits. I do the same things 24 hours, 7 days a week. Yes. My life is on repeat. I wake up the same time. I do the first things I do the same way. And then I press, when I'm going to bed, I press repeat. I even go to toilet at the same time. Repeat. Your body can be regulated like that. You see some of you, you you're so haphazard. Your body can be, this body here is, is a world. It, it can be regulated. I'm telling you. Some of you, that's why you, you, you go to toilet once every four days. It shows that something is wrong with you. That something is wrong with you. Normal, normal. You should do a number of times in a day. Normal, normal. You. Your system says you can't force me. Normal, normal. Yes. Hmm. There's something called gut health. There's something called gut health. A healthy gut has a number of outflows in a day. Yes, a healthy gut. <laughs> yes. Good habits. When you go to boarding school, one of the things they teach you is good habits. You have to be at assembly at this time. You have to be at prep at this time. You see, they're teaching you habits. There are people I don't blame them. What I'm trying to teach them, I'm teaching them when they have already formed all the habits they can form. Yes. The existing habits have taken root. My shepherds, the existing habit has taken root. Now I'm trying to bring new habits. So I face resistance. You don't smile. It is your custom. Then I say, you must be, and nine sisters are always, say, no. What do you mean? I've been frowning all my life. Hmm. Is that Nyamai? Hmm. Nyamai has a bad habit. <laughs> bad habit of disappearing and appearing. 
<laughs> this year is receiving a good habit. Some people have a habit of eating chapochoma and madondo when we are fasting. <laughs> it's also a habit. So Sunday is coming, so I'm teaching it. When you go home right now, eh? once you enter your house, you see that it's, you do the same thing you do whenever you get home. For your life to get better, start replacing bad habits with good habits. Even for you to be happy. Yes. Some of you, your habits have made you sad people. Many of you truly, you are sad in your life. And it's because of, is it some of you, if you can change what you read, if you can change what you watch, if you can change what enters you, you become a different person. Right now, your life is horrible. <laughs> you watch Harry Potter. Why wouldn't you behave like a witch? If you can change what you give your mind to, some of you, your lives, you will become mad. Some of you, you are sad people. And you're really sad. Some of you, you have wars going on in your mind. When we see you, you look normal. But the war, Amagidon, is going on in your mind. If you can change what you give attention to. So, this year, we're going to lead ourselves as we lead others. And we're not going to force you to come to church. We'll try and gather you. But if you like, come. If you like, don't come. One day God will remind you that your pastor was trying to teach you something. Yes. This year, self-governance. Oh, we'll try and wake you up. But if you say we should leave you alone, no problem. I want you to begin to lead yourself even as you lead others. Rise up on your feet. Lift up your twins. Father, we thank you this morning for drawing our minds, drawing our hearts to this which yet you will explore and you will teach us until our lives are truly transformed. Father, I thank you that right here in this church 
you're going to raise men and women whose habits brings glory to your name thank you Lord that this well is being dug so we can drink of the waters and be refreshed in our hearts in our spirits and in our minds as we drink Lord may we become new as we drink Lord may we become new and let us begin the process as though we were yet born today and today we have started cultivating the habits that glorifies you thank you Holy Spirit that you are working on our 